0: Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Investing with IBD, sponsored by Marketsmith. Today is March 18th, 2020. I'm your host, Arusha Paris, and with me today is a man who needs no introduction, especially anymore, Mike Webster. He is the head of market strategy at Investors Business Daily. Thanks for being. I'm here, back. Mike. I'm, I'm back. And my, my now I Mike can't see is... your
1: face because we're doing this remotely, man. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. imagine
0: you smiling at me the entire time. <laughs> oh, but but, but, but I but up. I could see your face, Mike, and and so this is how Mike uh, was looking yesterday, uh, with his oh. uh, was celebrating St. <laughs> <Saint> Patrick's Day, <laughs> the first St. Patrick's yeah. Day probably ever in isolation, right? Uh, yeah. All the bars were closed, and so Mike was all alone. But he had his hat.
1: Yeah, and me and my hat. Story. We were hanging together. And what you can't see is that was a Grateful Dead um, Boston um, oh, nice. t-shirt oh, that, that's that was wrong. Yeah, but um, I've since trimmed my beard because after that posted, I realized that even though I'm at home, I should uh, you know take care of things. <laughs> <laughs> On today's
0: podcast, we are going to talk about the current market we will talk we will go over a history lesson and, and Mike's going to walk us through a number of uh examples of fall through days uh and things that we can expect obviously what we're seeing now is unprecedented in many ways but uh, we still can use history to get an idea uh, of of how markets can recover and then we will end the episode we will actually end the episode with three current stocks that are well, showing four, the kind of four. or maybe four or or maybe four uh and uh so yeah we'll just have to see, see how it goes okay so let's get into the current market mike and the market is in correction and here's a snapshot i put up of the the daily nasdaq and at first you can as you can see here what how, how far are we off the highs now maybe 30
1: 20, uh, 28 at the close okay you know but we bounce way off the lows by the time we close and uh, this is you know a perfect example of just fear all over the place because typically when you break you stop and pause for a little bit and then rally up and then you break some more and and we have some examples of that in the second segment when we look back at history but this is kind of like a a constant crash from the very top i mean with very small pauses in there so there you know there's panic <clears throat> it's reasonable panic because we don't no one knows how this is going to play out no one knows you know how many people are going to get sick and 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 pass and 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 then when it translates into you know earnings and then the the GDP of the of really throughout the the globe um it's really going to have a huge impact so what what you're seeing is the market is just being revalued at these lower lows um, lower prices because people don't know how to price in what the, the earnings hit is going to be. But as we said last time, once the market can get a handle on it, we'll stabilize. It doesn't mean we're going to rip back up to the old highs. That's just right. not in the cards. But it will stabilize. We'll get a follow through. It may or may not work. Then we'll get another one. And you know, by the time you have a couple in there, and, and you'll see with the examples that we've brought today that, you know, then that's when things get going. But um, this is a scary time, you know. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on it?
0: No, it, it is very, very scary. Uh, it's just incredible what you're not only seeing in the markets, but when you see outside it it's uh I, Mike and I were talking before before we started recording well Mike and I usually would walk to Whole Foods for lunch every day. that's yeah. out the window now you know it it's there there's a line outside of uh the whole foods uh near work uh where they're only letting so many people in at a time and and people are just going there to to get uh supplies and uh, necessities and things like that. And, and so lunch, uh, is really not an option anymore, anywhere, it seems. And, and also the, the other big thing is now, uh, most of us are at least for part of the week, we're working for, from home, uh, to do the social distancing too. Um, so it, it is, it is pretty wild what's going on. There's a lot of fear and, and you're seeing that in the markets. Let's take a look at the weekly chart and, uh, it's just rare to see a drop like this, right, Mike?
1: Yeah, you know, when when you step back and you look at it, longer periods of time, it's very helpful because you can see where the prior support areas are. And this is not the way a market correction um, happens. This is so unusual. And as you said, it's really unprecedented um, of falling this quickly. Uh, but it, you know, it's for good reason, as as we mentioned. And, and think about it, you know, the all these stores, they're <clears throat> when they were letting people in, they're doing it, you know, just a few at a time, and so people can only buy so much, and then they're hoarding. Um, so that's going to impact buying, you know, in the future, because before you know it, you're going to have enough toilet paper for the next five years at your house. So you're going to have a huge, you know, amount right now as soon as you can get your hands on it. But then you know it's going to be very lumpy for earnings for a lot of companies that are, are that everyone's hoarding. But then on the flip side, you do have things where they're going to benefit from it because you know anything that benefits from you working at home or cocooning, staying at home, whether it's a Netflix or a Zoom or or um, anything that delivers to you, you know you're going to have a benefit there. But even thinking about computers and laptops, you know so many people now. Because they're at home, they're having to upgrade their, their PC, their laptop, their iMacs, what have you, because now your office is at home and you need to have the same thing that you had at work. So it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, which companies actually benefit from this um, and, and which ones, you know, get hurt. Obviously, you've got the travel industry is just killed between, you know, the airlines and the hotels and the, and the cruise ships. Yeah, so those yeah are with, that with the
0: airlines, uh, I think I saw like uh, United Airlines. I think it was like seventy-five percent off its high in in like yeah. a month.
1: Uh, it's it's seventy-seven it's percent. It you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, Carnival Cruise is eighty-three percent off its highs. Yeah, it, it, yeah.
0: So it, there is obviously a lot of fear in in, in the markets and. Sometimes that fear knows no bottom, right? So and and it just keeps happening until until there's some kind of confidence that comes out or so, some good news that's going to come out with the coronavirus uh, that they can uh, slow it down or at least it starts to flatten out. Let's take a look at the monthly also yeah. here to give a little bit more perspective. This goes this chart here goes back to 1998, so it's capturing the dot com boom all the way through. So this is the third kind of uh major crisis that we have here on the chart.
1: Yeah, and you can see this is, you know, when you put it in the context of a monthly chart, now the the month is only, you know, a little bit more than halfway over, so where we close for the month is going to be very critical. Um, you know, if we were somehow able to get back about, you know, back up to like an 8,000 level, this is going to look like a huge shakeout. Now, if we go down to 6,000, it's gonna be like, look out below situation. So this is, you know, it is uh, very tricky and that's why we have our rules and we wait for a follow through day and we don't try to just buy in the midst of this mess because this could be really, you know, if you look back to 2000, which is on the left side of your chart, you know, this could be early on in in that move or it could just be, you know, um, more like 1987 where it was, you know, very short lived um so we have our roles we just you know right now you're just sitting with very little stock or you know most people are probably just in cash um and just waiting out the storm
0: and and, and that's the i think that's the the big thing you're, you're you're waiting out the storm but you also so you're on the sidelines you're being defensive but you're still looking forward looking for signs that this is going to end looking for ideas of stocks that are showing relative strength and start to resist uh, this, and start to uh, identify themselves as potential new leaders, uh, and that's well, without a big a, part
1: Yeah, and that—that's that's, um, this time is the time to refresh your watch list. And with the the volatility that we're having, you know, that watch list is going to change by the time it's really ready um you know to have a, a follow-through that ends up working but now is the time to kind of sift through and see which stocks are holding up and which ones aren't um and this is very very telling and this is a great time to be um screening and building your watch list and, and all you have to do is you know compare we're going to talk about a few at the end that are actually holding up nicely and um versus the ones that we were talking about in the travel industry that you know, they're going to take, you know, maybe years until they're they're ready to be um, bought again. So um, this is a great time to build your watch list.
0: Yeah. And, and so so really just to emphasize that you don't want to walk away too far, right? Because the, the next great opportunity, it, it's going to be, uh, it's coming up and, and it's going to be one of those very rare opportunities that, that we get in our, our lifetimes. If you prepare and you're ready and you don't get caught flat footed, when these markets turn because anything's possible the markets could turn uh, a lot quicker than we can imagine and so you you want to make sure you're aggressive on and and keeping a, a consistent routine on on finding those ideas
1: yeah and just one more thing while we have this monthly chart up is I've talked a lot about us being in a major bull market um and the way to know when when that changed was simply looking at a monthly chart of the Nasdaq which we're looking at right now and drawing a a line pen from the um uh, or a trend line from the 215383 which is your peak in in the 2003 2004 period um and then connect that with the the 2007 um peak And then you can see that if you continue that out, we're actually below that at this point. And so from the research that that I found, this now states we're no longer in that major bull market and you have to switch gears and assume that you are now in either a major bear market or you're in a, um, which is more likely a sideways kind of choppy back and forth period, which would be like 1966 to 1982. Um, when you get a chance, you should look at that. And that's what your expectation is at this point, unless we're able to get back above that line. And if we're able to get back above that line, that's when you wanna be aggressive and start pushing it because last year um, or the end of last year, uh, 2018, when we had that bear market, we went underneath that line. And so you had to switch gears and think, okay, we're either in the sideways chop or we're in a new bear market. And the fact that you're looking
0: at where it says 619016, right? That that was the low. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so that is in December of of 2018. So as we came back through there, if you you know that that um, trend line was now broken to the upside, and that's when you put on the gas. You're aggressive unless you come back and fall back below it. So there's a time to be aggressive and a time to be conservative right now is the time to be conservative and if we're a, but if we're able to make it back through that line then you have to be aggressive as long as you stay uh, above that because that would mean that we're back in that major uh, bull market that I've been looking at that's like 1949 to 1966 excellent
0: so the market is in correction and remember we are right now in a bear market so remain patient and let those next great growth stocks set up let's take a quick break but when we return Mike is gonna put on his stock market history hat and walk us through a number of follow-through examples. Stay tuned. I am here with Scott St. Clair. Scott's one of our senior product coaches at MarketSmith. Now, Scott, there are a ton of publicly traded stocks just on the US, I think it's over 5,000 stocks. Who has the time to go through all of these stocks and find the very best ones?
2: Yeah, most people don't, right? So what you need is a tool like Marketsmith. We have decades of research on what makes a great winning stock. So we've done all the research for you. So we're going to try to highlight those specific stocks with those great data points. So if you're looking for that next great potential big winner, Orange stock ideas button. You just click on it and you've got some of the main reports that we use, including the Growth 250.
0: Yeah, and the Growth 250 is the first list list that I go through on the weekends.
2: Yeah, it's the most popular one, but there are others. There's the Breaking Out Today, Stocks Near a Pivot, and then the Blue Dot List, right, which is very popular. It's going to show you the stocks with the best relative strength. So we've done a lot of the work for you. What you have to do is review these lists. You're going to come up with some of the best ideas in that current market environment. Perfect. MarkSmith saves you time and makes investment research that much easier. For more
0: information, go to investors.com podcast 2020. Mike Webster is our guest on Investing with IBD, sponsored by Marketsmith. Okay, Mike, let's put on your history hat on, and let's review the the stock market. And so thanks for putting your history hat back on here, Mike. Oh,
1: dude, Uh, (laughs) I'm never going to live that. (laughs) I'm never going to live that down. Oh, my God. That's the worst picture I've ever taken. I mean, you know, God. But so uh, now, Mike,
0: well, let's let's take a walk back into history and let's go back to 1929, November 19th of 1929. And and so what are you seeing on this chart right here?
1: Yeah. So, man, there are so many, you know, things that are so important from from studying 1929. Um, we're going to just focus on a, on a couple of them here, you know, as it relates to our current market. So, imagine you're in 1929. It was, you know, you have the euphoric, uh, roaring twenties. It starts coming down from the from the peak, and people don't believe it. It bounces off of the the 200-day, which is that black line, just briefly. And believe it or not, right before the peak, there there was another follow through day. So, like two or three days before that that peak at 358.77, you had a follow through day. So, if you'd been out of your mar- out of the market, which you probably would have been because you came crashing through your your 50 day, which is the red line, um, you'd be sitting waiting for a follow through day. You had a legitimate follow through day. And then it starts to fail um, right away. So, Mike, so so take a look at the screen
0: for one second. So I'm using the little highlighter. So right here's your follow through day.
1: That's exactly the follow through day. And and this is what I want people to remember that um, as you're going through this, uh, we're going to get follow through days and you need to be you know, switch from being bearish to bullish, but you also need to realize that not all follow through days are going to, to end up working out and you need to know when to start backing away from them. So one of the key things that we found with the market school um, study that we did with Justin Nielsen and Charles Harris, and we have a home study on on, on market school and, and you know we go through this in detail, but i 'll just share with you, you know, some of the key findings is one to get your low above your twenty one day, which is that you know um, fuchsia looking you know, purplish pink line right there, and you want to you know really be above that, meaning your low is above it, not just a close, and then that 's when you 're going to take the follow through more seriously and it 's more likely to work. But your your first line in the sand is your low of your follow-through day. And you can see that, yeah, right there, you undercut it. Undercutting it intraday is okay. You don't want to close below it. So as soon as you close below it and you couldn't hold the 21-day, you're pretty much exiting that market saying, okay, this follow-through is not for real yet. Um, it's still intact as long as it holds above your absolute low, which is that 320.45. Can you point that out? Yep. Which is underneath um, your two hundred day, so again you you're out of the market, you need a follow through day, you get your follow through day, it's not really making progress, and it starts fading, and it closes underneath the low of your follow through day you're pretty much exiting at that point because look what ends up happening is this this completely crashed, and if you would have followed the system back in nineteen twenty nine you know obviously before Bill invented it it completely worked. It worked perfectly. Um you came crashing down uh, all the way down to 212 uh 33. and let's look at that low. Um you know in I know most of the people listen to this podcast and, and probably listen to it when they're driving or when they're working, but this is one that you probably want to actually watch at, at some point because to look at these charts. So and it'll be available
0: that... on investors.com slash podcast. And then eventually, I think a little later on, they put on YouTube, too.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know it was on YouTube. That's cool. So here you hit that low, and you're waiting to have a follow-through day. And um, you actually do get it um, right before. Yeah, on that upside reversal. Look at that blue upside reversal, which is way out of position. No, no, no. Over over to the right, right there. So what's fascinating is you you get this follow-through there, but and why I wanted to go over these examples is not all follow-throughs are created equal. It completely qualifies on the percent increase and and the volume is higher than the prior day, but the positioning of it is out of whack, meaning you're looking at your low that you hit, the 212, 33, and then the high that you hit after that, if you can mark that like three days after, three, four days after that high, um after that low so the the 21233 yep and you go up for 3 days yep and you hit this high now a follow through a normal follow through should be somewhere near that high it shouldn't be in the lower position closer to your low which what which is right. where it happened right, right there right so that was your first warning sign that hey something isn't right here and also look at the distance from your 21 day yep. you're really far from that so Yes, every follow-through day you're gonna buy something, but there's sometimes where you're just gonna buy just a tiny, tiny little bit. Maybe you just buy one percent, um, a one percent position just so you're doing something. Immediately that fails, um, hits your, your ultimate low. And then on this day that we have um marked or the, the last day of this chart, that's another follow-through. So on this way down, we've had three. This is our third follow-through. Um, and this is more in a normal position because in relationship to that low that it hit, where it went underneath 200, because that's our new low, right? That's our new low. Yeah, the next yeah. day is day one. We're now on day four, and although the volume isn't, um, you know, uh, above average, it's it's pretty much right in line with the, the prior day. So it would technically, be that would be our follow through because we're just looking for volume to be um, above the prior day. So. Let's move forward from this chart. So just have that as a, your reference point.
0: Okay. So so now we moved out a couple of
1: months. Yeah. And can I'm you put your there. cursor back on that day? Yep. So here's your follow-through day. Yeah. So this is what you should expect from a follow-through. So a lot of people that are new to this don't, you know, they kind of think, okay, I'm going to have a follow-through and I'm going to just be off to the races. I'm right. just going to be going straight to new highs. And they don't all work that way. It's just a change in direction instead of being in a correction. Now you're in an uptrend until proven otherwise. And it gets a little sloppy in there for about a month. But then you start trending above that 21 day. And um, after you've moved above your 50, that's when you're really going to start making some progress in there. And so for a couple months, you're making money. But look what happens. You go, you run right into a declining 200 day. Um, which is that black line. So uh, these are things to be thinking of for the next few months because we're going to get a follow-through day at some and You want to look at key levels like this. And so you're coming up into a declining 200-day. You want to be very careful. That couldn't hold, breaks your 21-day, then it breaks your 50-day. And you got to get out of that market because you don't know what's going to happen. What are your thoughts on this chart?
0: No, I it's uh, I, using the 21 day is definitely helpful. Uh, I, I think that keeps you out of a lot of trouble. Uh, the paying close attention to that 200 day will always keep you out of, uh, of big trouble. And the fact that it hit that, that uh, c- the 200 day as a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, what's going to happen. You're going to be below the 200 days for some of these vicious cells, just like 2008. Um, but you know, it's just really how it behaves. The other thing that, that I noticed, and, and we spoke about this a little bit on IBD Live, uh, here you have these massive wide bars. And then once you had that follow-through day, uh, mm-hmm. slowly these bars started to tighten up, right? Yeah, you still had some massive ones, more so trying to get out. Uh, but then look at, look at just kind of the character change in, in yeah. this. It just kind of kept crawling up. So that's, you know, that's what you want to see too. If you see these wide bars, there are still plenty of people who are want to sell or are just looking more to trade. And so there's just that volatility. It's hard to make progress in that kind of environment.
1: Yeah, especially if you're tight with your, with your stops on there. So that is probably the the single best thing you can do in addition to looking for that 21-day is looking for that volatility, whether you're measuring it, all sorts of ways of measuring it. I just look at it as kind of your your daily price percent change, like at the end of the day, how much you up or down. And right now, you know, if you were only up 3%, that's a small day, you know, whereas, you know, back in the day, 3%, you know, back in the day, meaning a couple months ago, 3% <laughs> would have been huge. Right. Um, so let's see what happens here. Okay, oh wow, well. now this is a weekly chart, okay, so put your you know uh look at that one ninety five thirty five up there that was after the crash, the ultimate crash, and that's where our follow through was, and that's why you wanna to actually pay attention to follow throughs even if you end up in something like this because um there was money to be made, but you had to pay attention to your twenty one day your 50-day, and look at how that black line, which is your 200-day or on a weekly chart, it's a 40-week, becomes a ceiling that it just can't penetrate um, through. So along the way, and you guys should, um, when you get a chance, spend time and study all these follow-throughs in there that end up failing, but some of them you want to participate in. Um, That's why Bill has taught us that every follow-through, we're going to buy Something, but it doesn't mean you have to go, you know, in and buy a ton. And I think this is like probably the the poster child example um, for that philosophy of, of, you know, just waiting and making sure that the follow through actually does hold and does work.
0: Yeah, uh, the market will continue to pull pull you in bit by bit if the rally is, is real. If not, you you have to. It'll push you out and you, you'll get hit a little bit, uh, but that's part of the game. Uh, okay, so let's move to the next one. And uh, we, we are, uh, we're starting to run out of time here a little bit, Mike, so we might have to- Okay, move these a
1: so we'll bit. just go, you know, when you get a chance, just look at these, you know, we've got follow throughs in there, and this is a, an additional follow through that we had. And I guess the point with this is that at the bent end of a bear market, everyone is is looking for capitulation and some big sell off. But if you look at the worst bear markets at the very end, it, there isn't much of it, it's just everyone has already sold and then you turn, you get a follow through and it actually holds. So why don't we move forward? Yeah, it's
0: amazing how, how at this point everyone's just giving out. Uh, yep. and, and then so then here's your, here's the, it, the reaction. So
1: here's your follow through over here. Yeah, and then look at your trending above your 21 day. And this is, you know, those of you who traded from 2000, back in 2002, this is very much like your October um, 2002 bottom on up. So that's a double from 40 to 81. Yeah, so you want to participate in that. There's a ton of money to be made. Especially then, for our
0: kind of stocks that are going to go two or three times as, as, much, as fast as the market.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then it, it fails again but you have to be nimble. You you get back out. You were back underneath the 200-day one last time. And then let's go forward. All right, so that was a tough time, and this is kind of uh, very similar to kind of the beginning of, of 2003, if you look at our, our current market where we have several failed failed follow-throughs in there. And then finally, you get this little tiny follow-through that actually works. Um, and so let's see let's move from there and this is and that weekly, was, right? yeah yeah this is now the weekly chart to put the entire time frame in perspective and what we just saw was right off of that 49.68 low there is that follow-through right down in there that we just saw on a daily chart and that's why you really want to pay attention to these things and, and participate in, in each one because some of them are going to you know have this massive massive move and if you don't get in then you're going to be chasing the entire time
0: okay so now we jump out to
1: 1933 yeah and then um, or that was just a that was the the daily oh, version that was, of, a, a, of of that same time frame so okay. just for people to be able to study at home
0: okay now it's right, april 8th of 1938
1: yeah so now we've fast forwarded in time and you can see just on the far left hand um side of your your uh sheet there what was what was going on, and that was your move up and then for a while you trended nicely you know in in the you know nineteen thirty five time frame and you could think of that as kind of two thousand you know four to two thousand seven or you could think of it as like two thousand seventeen and eighteen up That's there really very nice yeah, and con- really low yeah. Yep very nice and constructive then you run into trouble and this 1938 37 38 kind of feels a bit like what we're going through right now it's not quite as bad as what happened in in 1929 that we just looked at but it's very very severe um it, you know it, it's a substantial move so why don't we look at um the daily of this should be next so, yeah, so here you've got your, your daily chart, um, and this is a follow-through day. And Notice as the market was coming down, um, you know, through kind of July through September and October, um, that you were underneath your, your 200, you were underneath your 50, and you were underneath your 21 day that entire time. And you had some fake uh, follow-throughs in there that end up uh, failing, but now here's your follow-through that is, you know, it's a legitimate follow-through. Um, You know, you're closing at your highs and this is a nice position of a follow through um, versus the first example that we looked at. So this is a classic looking um, follow through. And so let's move forward.
0: And one key here is that last leg down undercut that once again, you know, and if anyone was still holding out for hope, they they lost it at that point. Once it started undercutting that 112.24 level.
1: Exactly. And so here we've just moved forward a bit. So if you could point to that that follow through that we had after it undercut um, 100, it hit 97.46, and then we had that follow through. And this very much like the other ones that we saw, you know, in the 1932 timeframe, and, and you know what we ended up seeing in 2003 is you you hit bottom, and then you're going to shake out a few more. Right. Uh, times and then you get another follow through in there and then really what you're you're keying in on is that you're trending above your your 21 day and notice how this time when you go through your black line your your 200 day you're doing it in a really powerful this fashion powerful. yeah so, so yeah so
0: yep.
1: yeah so unlike the first time in in 1929 1930 when we were going up against the the 200 day it was just You know, that 200-day was a clear ceiling. This became a floor and didn't look back. And then um, if you were shaken out underneath the 50-day here, you had a follow-through about four days before um, this particular chart ends. Yeah, right there. And that's the type of action you want to see after a follow-through, how it's powerful and it moves into um, relatively new um, high ground territory.
0: Then this is a, a weekly of it
1: actually I oh, think no, this is money. actually
0: october 5th yeah. 1938
1: yeah so this you can see the roaring 20s that happened in there that devastation um you know all the way on down and then the really nice bull market um that we that we had in there and so this is you know fascinating this is fear that was devastation in america that was um you know a massive unemployment um yeah crazy yeah, times
0: unbelievable uh sell off there from 386 down to 40 uh yeah i mean that is devastation right
1: there yeah so let's move forward to the 60s so this is the 1962 bear market um and we just wanted to share with you you know because many people are new to trading and they haven't you know studied had a chance to study a lot of history that you know while this the way this move is happening is is unprecedented Bear markets aren't unprecedented, and that's why we use the system. We use follow-through days. And, again, you can see, you know, through the really bad part of it, you're nowhere even near your 21-day. And just using that simple rule is very, very helpful. Uh, This is a follow-through day here. So this is when you're going to buy something, and let's move forward and and, and see what ends up happening. Because, again, this is, you know, kind of very normal um, action that, Uh, that happens where you move up for a while, you run into trouble, you kind of have these three waves down, um, you know, after we uh, ran up to, what is that, 622. 622 down here, yep. Yeah, those three waves down, if you go back and study 2003, very similar type of action. So this is what you can expect when you have a, a major crash, you come down, you hit bottom, you have a follow through day, you make a little progress, then you have to be nimble and back away. And now here's an additional follow through um, day that happens in a nice little gap up on there and a pickup in volume and let's see what happens. And there it is on a weekly chart so it never looked back from from that time frame and what was key on there and let's just go back one to just kind of point out that this was the cuban missile crisis that was happening at the tail end of this and as we came down and hit the 550 level um, on the right side of the chart like four or five days before the end of this that's where the cuban missile crisis was um, resolved and you can see that huge move up now you don't buy on that particular day but those are the days you want to run your screens at MarketSmith, you know see what's moved up a whole bunch those are your stocks that are being you know squeezed from the short side those are the ones that are the A and A plus stocks that we've talked about that yeah, everyone has on their shopping list they want to go and buy they're going to have big moves so you're you're paying attention to that you're not buying anything and then a few days later, when you have your follow through, that's when you are buying, and that's where you know I've talked about it so many times. That's where Bill was buying Chrysler, and he made a killing in it. It was it was one of his biggest trades early on in his career, was you know buying that right around that that time frame. And you know think of it, you know the the Soviet Union and the U.S. were you know going head to head, and we you know we could all you know, be dead right now, you know, that would have played out a different way. So just like this Corona fear that we have, you know, that went away and the Corona fear at some point will, will, will go away and you want to do your screening on that day. And so we,
0: we should end this uh, segment, Mike, in in another minute. Any, any other charts you quickly want to go through?
1: Let's just look at the 73, 74, just briefly. Let's move to the daily chart. So that was a horrible bear market. Same concept over and over again, you know, 21-day keeps you out, you get a follow-through day, let's move forward, and the same exact thing happened. You have a few waves down after you've made progress for a month or two, Then you get another follow-through day, and let's move forward to the next chart, and that's when you're really off to the races at that point. This is the way markets bottom. It's not just your first follow-through day. You kind of have to go through this bottoming process. Perfect.
0: So knowing your history is everything, even if you're wearing a hat that's made for St. Patrick's Day. Don't do it again. (laughs) Coming (laughs) up next, Mike and I are going to go over uh, four stocks that are showing a lot of relative strength in this market. We'll be back. I'm here with Scott St. Clair, and Scott is one of the senior product coaches at MarketSmith. Now, Scott, we've both been doing this for a long time, and we know that investment research takes a lot of time. There are so many factors that you want to look into to try to figure out that whether this is a stock to buy or not. Quarterly earnings, huge sales growth, hey, are institutions buying it? The list goes on and on.
2: Yeah, it's a common question. I hear it all the time. I don't have time to to do this work. So you don't have to spend that much time. If you have a tool like Marcus Smith, we do a lot of that work for you. Right there on the chart, earnings, sales, group strength, institutional sponsorship, like you just mentioned. Right. It's all there in the chart. So it allows you to make a decision much easier. Yeah,
0: and the beauty is that we have in-house analysts that go through the SEC filings. They pull out those numbers, and they put it right on the markets chart. And all you have to do is analyze
2: them. Yeah, I couldn't imagine having to go to the SEC website and look at the income statement, etc. That sounds like a lot of work.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that would take hours and hours. And in that time, you can go through hundreds of stocks and find the best ones. So don't miss out on a big winner because you don't. Don't have enough time to research it for more information go to investors.com slash podcast 2020 we are back with mike webster on investing with ibd sponsored by market smith okay mike let's go over a few stocks we're gonna go over four stocks here and uh these are stocks that that are trying to fight the trend. They're doing their best. And a number of these are re, uh, very relevant in, in our time right now uh, and, and right up there in front of us. Uh, the first stock is Regeneron. And we have a, a weekly chart of, of the stock up here. And, Mike, what, what, do you, what do you see here?
1: Well, first, I see that I don't have that silly picture with me with the hat on. It makes well, me it so you don't. go back Oh, don't do not do it to me. I'll be nice. Um, what is wonderful about this is, you know, they're doing something to try to help out with this horrible virus that we have. Now, we don't know how it's going to play out, if it's going to be successful, if it's not. But it's not the only thing that they have, in, you know, in their pipeline. But clearly, you know, you just look and see how the market is looking at it. Now There, there are lots of players that are kind of the coronavirus players, whether it's, you know, people that make... Um, you know gear to you know masks and things like that but a lot of those feel like story stocks where this was a real company you know with real earnings and real sales that happens to be in that place and the the sponsorship is incredible on on this one too Um, you know the only problem is we're in this bear market and we can't buy anything and it is out of position but what's nice is it had a very constructive um, kind of bottoming base which was you know, this kind of drawn out cup with handle, almost borderlines looks like a, a saucer with handle, tried to break out and ended up um, failing. Can we look at the daily uh, yep. of this one right there? Cause I think it's helpful. Yeah, well, what, one thing I just want to quickly um, point out, the,
0: the sure. Ar- relative strength line uh, right here is a rocket ship. And especially with that angle uh, also, it's just dramatically outperforming the market, especially, and you can see the market at the top of this chart just plummeting. And and you know, it's it's not obvious in the price, but the fact that it's going sideways and actually grinding higher will re- really shows uh, tremendous relative strength uh, when pretty much all of the other stocks are are falling apart. So let, let's go to that daily, and yeah. uh, here's it, the it, it, daily regenerant.
1: And I'm glad you pointed it out on the weekly because you almost can't see the relative strength line on this right. one. It's it's just going straight up, yep. and um, you know there, I've never seen anything like uh, like the relative strength lines on the few stocks that are actually holding up in this market, yeah. and which is really goes to the the power of of why Bill decided to only have a few things on his charts, where you have the index line, what the market is doing. And then a few moving averages, but then the relative strength line, which is how the stock is doing um compared to the market, there are tons of other you know things out there that you could put on your charts, but he really you know boiled it down to the most important and why that's important is this stock is leading and even though you as you said, it was you know um this is a really a rounder type of stock because it's grinding itself yeah. out you know it's not every day that it's up, but it's you know kind of this back and forth thing over the last couple weeks, really trying to buck the trend, which is what the relative strength is showing you. But going back to our other point, uh, before this mess started, you had that cup with handle breakout that happened, and then it failed through there. So if you were, um, you know, if you had bought it on that breakout, the day that it came down and touched the 50-day, which is your red line on there, that's the day you'd want to exit. because. There was a breakout failure, and that happens all the time, and you don't want to ride it all the way down and, and hope that it gets support at the 200-day, which it did. And, and, most my, of the time and it we have to it
0: go. shaded here, too. The, uh, this is 5%, 5% below the pivot, and so not only did it break the 50-day, it was starting to get really close to the 5% below. So it's giving a number of cell signals, including the volume was uh, dramatically increasing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's you know a, a great point, and that's why we put the, those shaded areas in there. And you know, to that point, when it came back up, it regained that original pivot. Um, and lots of ways of, of looking at that as kind of an art. But you can see in that blue shaded area, which is the pivot area plus five percent, so pretty much just right up to uh, the four hundred dollar level. That's where you could have been buying the stock back. Now, you know, it's just this really odd time because there's just a couple stocks in the entire marketplace that are working. So I think it would be disingenuous to say, okay, yeah, you could have bought Regeneron there as it was, you know, shaking out and moving back above four hundred. In isolation you could have, but in the context of the general market, you couldn't. Yeah. So and wave... What's
0: what's kind of interesting is when, when it came back and retook the pivot, that was early February. And mm-hmm. And the market was still acting, uh, hanging in there at that point. And I remember Regeneron started coming up on the screens, too. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, Regeneron. Now, this stock went on a great run back. I think it was 2013 or 2012 uh, with a lot of the biotechs. Uh, And and so it already stuck out to me. But this is yet another amazing example of the market knows all. It is taking all of that knowledge and it was picking up what was going on in China Korea, Singapore, and all of Asia, and starting to realize that the demand for Regeneron's uh, products is going to go through the roof to help, help uh, fight this coronavirus.
1: Yeah, it was really from, you know, 2000, late, very late 2010. Up to two thousand and fifteen, where yeah. it had its you know massive move from you know twenty eight bucks up to six hundred dollars wow, so that 's what we look for in, in in stocks that we're we're trading is something that's been able to prove itself in the past, but I think you're dead on right that the market knew ahead of time that there there was something special here which ties us back to the general market that we were talking about that you know don 't worry about the headlines, the market will figure it out and it will bottom before the news tells you that it's bottom, just like this one uh, told you just by the price action.
0: Yeah, and and that being said, even though it is uh, dramatically outperforming the market right now, it hasn't set up anything, Uh, so you have to be patient, uh, put on your watch list, watch it every day, and it's going to set something else up, and and, uh, it very well could be uh, one of the leaders in in the next rally.
1: Yeah, I would say most likely if the market were able to turn based on how this has acted, um, unless it has negative uh, news from the trials that they're going to do. that You're probably looking at more like an ascending base or a three weeks tight type of situation, but it's way too early to tell. But this is on my watch list for sure.
0: Okay, let's go to the second stock, and this is one of the exciting tech stocks of our time. It's Clorox.
1: This is sad. The only time I've ever traded Clorox in my life was back in 1998. It was the first stock I ever shorted. And um, I called the general market, right? I put on my first short. I thought it was a genius. The market was down. I don't know. Let's call it 500 points on the day or whatever was big at the time. And Clorox was up, you know, I'm like, wow. You learned a good lesson, man yeah that i didn't know what i was doing um so shorting is a very difficult game but the reason why i bring that up is clorox tends to be one of those stocks that in general um all of these kind of soap related and cleaning product stocks are your safety stocks right, your defense. In a normal yeah it, perfect a defensive stock in a market like this that money would gravitate towards it anyways but now you have this double whammy where it's a defensive type of play, but it's also a cleaning product play, and that's what we need. You cannot buy bleach, you can't buy Clorox. It's, it's sold out everywhere. So the thought process on this is, it's either when the Corona um, fear is gone, it's either gonna revert back to the slow pokey kind of junky stock that it's always been, or it's this is gonna be an inflection point, it's gonna be a game changer, where, now our habits change, and we're always cleaning. And the, you, you know, I'm sure they'll uh, be able to capitalize on it and come out with more and more products, um, you know, that they can sell to people to help them uh, keep everybody safe. Because when the coronavirus is gone and they figure it out, we're still going to have the flu every year, and the flu right. kills tens of thousands of people. And and it's sad that it just doesn't get much news. Um, but, you know, this company could actually save people's lives. And so I'm hoping that it changes and in, in, um, that the earnings growth starts ramping up. And then this is a, another stock I have on my watch list. And look at that relative strength, Arusha.
0: Yeah, this, this is probably the closest that I've seen to 12 o'clock in, in, in a long time. I mean, it, right. and it's been going on for weeks. Uh, you bring yeah. up a really good point there, Mike, because when I looked at Clark, I was like, ah, okay, fine. It, it's there's some demand now. Uh, it's a defensive play when the market's falling apart. You have the, a number of these larger institutions have to park money somewhere. And, and so they're going to go towards uh, some of these stocks here, but that behavior change. I mean, that this could be a catalyst for uh you, like you said it it just might not necessarily be this dramatic growth stock but it it just may instead of selling at 3% every year or every quarter it might jump up to 6% because everyone now is grabbing a Clorox product whenever they go to the grocery store and wiping their tables off every day and things like that uh because that's what we're all doing right now uh and and of course uh we're, we're, we're a lot more conscious of washing our hands and all that kind of stuff. So that behavior so change. It's to our businesses,
1: could... right? Yeah. You know, that yeah. we have someone around the, the company that has been recently hired simply just to help out in that, um, right. with that task. And I would imagine our company is probably going to keep that person. And all the other companies out there are going to do it, too, because, one, they could leverage that by telling people that, you know, that they're cleaning, whether it's an airline or a yeah. cruise ship or restaurants. Um, so I do see this as a possible game changer and we don't have time to look at it now, but back in history, it did have a good run in in, in the, the 80s as well as the 90s. And you wouldn't think of it as the Clorox that we've thought of for the last 20 years. Right. Uh,
0: and here it is on the the daily chart. And it's uh, yeah. now at, at this point, Yeah, it's it's been a rocket ship. But when those bars get really wide like that, uh, usually there's going to be some good volatility coming around and and more price discovery at at these levels.
1: Yeah. So it's out of position, even if we had a follow through day tomorrow, which obviously we couldn't because, you know, we're not in position for that. You can't be buying this. It's, you know, 18 percent out of out from its pivot. But this is one for the watch list, and it really uh, depends on how those earnings are coming forward. Because the earnings right now and sales are single digits, you know, mixed, negative and positive. So this is not a can-slim name as it stands at this moment.
0: Okay, let's go to the the next stock, and and this is uh, one that we're we're all very familiar with, but it's funny. Were are uh, at least me i i feel like i'm even more dependent on them
1: now over these last uh three four weeks amazon yeah you know i was looking um right before we got on you know i was gonna i was either gonna go to the store and buy some more pasta because who knows how long we're stuck yeah. in the house Yeah. because um, you know i don't know where everyone's listening to this maybe around the the country around the world but everyone's tackling it differently but all of our restaurants and bars in our area are you know closed so you're doing a lot more you know buying things at the store if you can get into a store or ordering online and they were even sold out of something as simple as pasta and pasta sauce um and so there is going to be this uh shift to as soon as they get you know um their inventories back under control of people just saying you know what i don't want to go to the stores i don't want to Um, you know have to deal with all that hassle it's so much easier to just buy things online so the way I'm looking at Amazon I liked it before this mess and I like it even more now because I think people just like um, zoom that we talked about last time they're gonna start using it and saying you know what I I like this you know the the coronavirus has gone away but you know what it's still handy to use a zoom feature I'm going to stick with it, and I think it's the same thing with Amazon. And and as you're pointing out, look at that relative strength line. All these stocks we're bringing up have that in common, where they're just ripping up. And the most um, important thing on this uh, chart is this weekly bar, where it's closing. Um, well, it's midweek right now, but it's right now it's back at its highs, so it's clearly getting supporting action in here. And Again, you also
0: you undercut the the lows. Of that previous base mm-hmm.
1: yeah and and the fact that it it cl- um, went underneath that and got support is a huge tell, like a poker tell mm-hmm. where it's saying hey the 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 big fund managers want to own this versus you know some of the other stocks that are just falling apart and pretty much look at ninety percent of them. They're going through prior lows and just going lower. So this is one to keep on your radar. It's not in position to be bought right now, but again, it's at the top of my list.
0: Yeah, what was interesting, because I tried it, you you can see it breaking out. It kind of looks like a saucer here, but a cup with a handle. I I tried it out of here, and (laughs) and what I liked is it was tightening up. You had had a a larger kind of wider cup, and then it tightened up, and then it broke out. Uh nicely at that, but the one thing that was disturbing me was the rel- you weren't getting a lot of great con- confirmation from the relative strength line, and so it went up, and then of course the, the the market really started to get unglued, so I had to cut my losses at that point or I think break break even uh but it, it's just amazing how powerful that relative strength line is as a confirmation tool too it was It was telling me, but I was like, ah, yeah, it's Amazon, let me just get some I know it's maybe it's a little bit lagging. Uh, but that that can also help you out uh, a lot when you're trying to figure out what stocks to get into, even just in a normal market.
1: Well, I think we have a daily of this because I was trading it too. And one thing I'll point out because I've studied saucers a lot, and, and this was a saucer that, in general, not really in general, all of the saucers that I've studied historically that ended up working out. It, the nature of them is they have a low relative strength mm-hmm. number and a low relative strength line Okay. it's because of what um, how their, um, how that base is formed now what makes this one a double whammy makes it even um, more dramatic is that you have that base next to a base while we have this bull market going on right. so it was completely setting out so If you have an ascending base and it has a low relative strength when it's breaking out, you need to stay away from that stock. That's not in its character. If you have a saucer that has a low relative strength, you give it a pass. But just like both of us did, when it started failing, we just said, you know what, we love this stock. It's great and everything, but it's not working properly. So we have to exit the position. And there wasn't really anything wrong with Amazon. It was just the general market that that did it in.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great little detail there, Mike, with the saucer, uh, the detail that I missed. The The big reason why I got into this one was, of course, it's Amazon. Uh, it, it reported earnings. You had a breakaway gap on earnings. And we've seen this over and over again in good markets where if you have a really powerful move like that, 15.6 million shares, it was acting right initially. It's like, okay, here we go. Amazon should get that 20% in a good market. Uh, But then, as you said, once it started changing and not acting as it should, those were kind of the warning signs to to force us out of the stock. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to the last stock here. And uh, it is the one that's on everyone's mind, uh, at least on the store, because the lines are wrapping around the blocks. Uh, It's Costco. And... uh, Costco has been a nice, slow, steady stock for a while. I think I've tried it a few times as attacked as a counterbalance in in my uh, portfolio. Uh, It's a it's a it's a store that I shop there every week to to grab just a a few things. Uh, But it is right now a a store that I don't even won't won't consider for a little while uh, because everyone else is going there uh, 24 hours a day.
1: Well, I certainly was there this, this weekend. You're a very and, brave person. Oh, my God. Well, part of it is I wanted to see, well, one, we you know I wanted to stock up on a few things. But really, I was interested in the mass psychology. And I felt like yeah. very much the way um, Bill um, used to be when he was trading pick and save. Um, he would drive down on his way to work or on his way home. And he would count the number of cars in the parking lot hmm. to get a sense of, you know, is the store doing well? Is it not? And I wanted to get a sense—not if Costco was doing well. I knew that you know it was going to be selling out of stuff, but I wanted to get a sense for people and and what was the the mood because midweek last week I had gone into a, a Trader Joe's and everyone was happy. The store was completely stocked with everything, and I was talking to everyone and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's no big deal." And I hadn't been shopping recently, so I got the sense like, "Oh, there's no panic." and boy was i dead wrong well you remember that. what i
0: wrote and, you, and you oh, yeah. in on twitter and you, you remember what i what i wrote to you immediately on that
1: oh yeah and and it was look i was i couldn't have been more wrong about anything in my life because one data sample is not enough. And and I haven't been doing a lot of shopping in the household lately. And luckily my fiance does it for me. So then I made a point, I've been to Smart and Final, I've been to multiple Walmarts, I've been to Target, I've been to you know, Costco's um, and Rouse, Vons, Dollar Tree, you name it, because that was what you do is you do a post analysis in life. And I had one data point that happened to be just a lucky store that had everything. Now they don't have anything, nor does anything else. So, you know, I find it fascinating and what I think people should do in addition to looking at follow-throughs is get a sense for, you know, your your area. When is the fear subsiding? And this weekend, there was, a, a, you know, a line wrapped around our Costco, which is like the biggest one in, in the country, as I was told, just to get in. And by the time I got in, all the toilet paper and water had been gone you know it had been hospital was that this is the one in in um by sky park in in Torrance. I was told oh that it was okay. oh wow, okay, the largest one. They actually moved from a uh, one next door that was huge to it and built an even bigger one and and so I find it fascinating, but really, the reality is this this chart you know is not in position to be bought, but the, i've never seen relative strength lines like this i mean yeah. this is. You know, you see a relative strength line like this in a little biotech with no earnings and no sales. It's just a story stock, not a real big company that you can understand. They treat their employees well, they've got great prices, they've got great products. Now they've got a car wash at mine, they've got gas, so they have travel that you can buy through them. They're tackling everything But this is, you know, all four of these stocks are at the top of my shopping list for as soon as this market turns. Um, And what's nice about it is you can do that Peter Lynch, Bill O'Neill thing of going in and getting a sense. Is the company run well or not? And it clearly they're doing the best job that they can in this environment. Well, thanks so much,
0: Mike. So there are a number of ideas to add to your watch list and keep building it up. Uh, As we keep going through the correction and and keep uh, uh, starting to get find hopefully (laughs) find support in in the (laughs) next couple of months. So, Mike, once again, uh, thanks for joining us. It it was uh, very, very valuable lessons that you shared with us today. Thank you. That's it for this week on Investing with IBD. I'm Arusha Paris, and thanks for listening. And for this week's Milton Charts, make sure to go to investors.com slash podcast, where you'll find details for each episode in the podcast episode section. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate it. You can also send us your questions and comments to investingpodcast at investors.com. We would love to hear from you and may use your comments on an upcoming episode.